0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Association Leadership Radio. Now, here's your host.
1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Association Leadership Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Dante Shannon, who has been a CEO and a strategy advisor for associations for... A minute or two but we'll get into that uh, shortly. Welcome Dante.
0: Thank you so much Lee for having me.
1: Well I'm so excited to get your thoughts about the, um, the future of the association profession so why don't yeah. we dig right in and get a little bit about your backstory. Um, how long have you been serving the association world?
0: I've been in associations for about 17 years now and I got started in associations back in 2007 I believe or uh, eight or uh, six or seven. Um, and I was referred into my f- first association job by a colleague um, at the time. And I tell you within a week of starting with the association, I knew I had found my professional home.
1: So what about that world kind of excited you?
0: So I got to get my start in associations uh, uh, doing member facing activities. So I, my role, I started at a very large association. So my role uh, was mostly comprised of managing committees. So I managed three or four committees um, at the time. And I really loved being uh, able to engage with the volunteers, engage with the membership. There was a component of my job that involved uh, meeting planning and program development, education curriculum, I just love the way it really allowed me to utilize many different aspects of my brain. Um, But my favorite part was the volunteer engagement piece.
1: Now, talk about kind of the impact you make in an association for the young people out there listening that maybe they're they hadn't really considered association work as a, a, a career direction. It's not usually yeah. top of mind for, you know, that the young kid out there going one day I'll run an association. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and if you talk to a lot of people, most of the stories you'll hear, they will tell you, they kind of fail into associations, right? Like you just kind of stumble upon it. Um, but uh, the great thing about associations is that, Um, And why I also love it is because you are truly impacting industries and professions. Um, You are really influencing and transitioning the world, um, literally, because everybody in some uh, way, shape or form is going to be associated with an association um, or knows about an association in their profession, whether they join or not. Um, And uses that association for resources, for professional, for continued professional development, career development. Um, And so to be able to work for an association and have that kind of impact on someone else's professional life, for me, is extremely rewarding. Um, And it's an opportunity. I've always thought about it as a way to give back for what associations have given to me in my career growth and development.
1: Now, do you find that as we are, you know, I guess they're terming it this great resignation where there's a lot of upheaval in employment nowadays and and folks just don't have the patience to be a cog in the machine. They want to make an impact. They want to see the effect of their work be meaningful. And I think there's no better place than an association to really attract some of these folks to get them on board because I think that's what you do every day.
0: I can agree more, Lee. I think you know for people who are looking for more meaningful work and who are looking when they get home every day from their job to say what did i what how did i make a difference today associations should be one of the top places that they're looking um you know to get that type of fulfillment from because like i said you're impacting people's professional lives and even sometimes their personal lives as well because some of the work that associations do you're you're impacting their lives and um you know, it's very rewarding to, uh, to really know that you're making a difference in that way and not just working to increase someone's bottom line or to make someone else rich, you know, or for someone to, you know, to um, get more money for some sort of, you know, uh, non-influencing cause or something. Um, associations are definitely, should definitely be a, a very viable option for people who are looking for meaningful And, you know, I think the great resignation as well is an indicator, number one, of how our times are changing and shifting, um, which some people are still ignoring um, and how that, you know, we're going to associations soon are going to have to be looking at themselves because as we start to get an influx of people who are resigning from these roles that are not meaningful, associations are going to have to look at the work that they're doing, too, and, and, you know, how our profession is changing, uh, especially in the next 10 years, um, and how we we don't let the same thing happen to our profession where we have people leaving because, you know, of some sort of grievance that they have with the, with the profession.
1: So now put on your CEO hat. If you were to advise some of these um, association leaders right now and give them advice for um, maybe mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, squeezing some juice out of this great resignation to attract some of these folks into their world and to get some of that talent that maybe has been in the private sector to to at least consider uh, joining forces with an association or, or at least, you know, kind of checking them out a little bit. What would you tell the, the leaders of an association today in order to be more attractive to that group? Number one, and number two, to make sure you're not leaving anybody behind because a lot of industries, um, if you look at the demographics of the industry, their leadership is not looking like their demographics. And uh, right. how do you help them kind of attract some of those people into the fold as well?
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> wow, that's a loaded question, Lee. And I have had this conversation with uh, uh, to myself in the shower, but have imagined that I'm talking to an audience of other CEOs because I do feel like the association profession um, and many not just the association profession, but many professions are really missing what is happening right now in in our world. So what I would say to CEOs is you want to be able to sell what you're doing for the future of whatever industry or profession you're representing or whatever cause you're trying to further. Um, in the world, you need to be able to talk and speak passionately and quickly to, to how you are impacting that for the future. So when we think about this, the younger generation, you know, we want to be talking to them about the world we envisioned for them and for their children, right? And how our associations are doing work to make the world better for them and for their children. Um, I think that's going to be a selling point to attract younger people into um, association management. I think what we have to do also is understand the times we're in. I um, have talk, been, I've talked with one of my dear mentors, Cynthia Mills, in which she always refers to uh, the time we're in now as a turbulent 20s. Um, and I completely agree with her because what we are realizing and, and witnessing now are shifts in generational workforces. We're witnessing shifts in generational power um, and not only like uh, a, a transition in, you know, the next generation of people who hold wealth um, coming into coming into power, taking over for uh, wealth for their families or things like that. We're also witnessing transition in generational power from younger people stepping into executive roles, right? So baby boomers retiring, people who have been who are seasoned uh, executives leaving those roles, and now a different generation stepping in as you see Xers um, and Zennials as I call them, millennials stepping into these roles now. Then we are also seeing shifts and, and buys for power in in the world, right? So countries who are who are trying to achieve world dominance and um, become the number one country or the number one um, uh, power dynamic in the world. And all of these things that we're seeing happening is going to impact every industry, every profession at some point or another um, in some sort of way. And so we've got to be paying attention and associations have got to take their head out of the sand and hit and get their head out of, whatever they're focused on right now and whatever they're dependent on right now for revenue or for relevancy. Um, And they've got to start looking at what what are we doing to impact our profession, our industry, our world in 2035, 2040, 2050? What are we doing now um, that we want to bring to fruition at that point? And I think the more passionately the more vivid you can make your vision for what that is going to look like in the future years and communicate that back to the younger generations it's going to be compelling for them to to join your to join your association or join whatever cause your association is working towards um, in the future. And you're right, we cannot forget about diversity, equity, and inclusion and and how our executive teams and our leadership Um, of these organizations need to reflect, um, you know, more, more diversity and then the culture um, really advocating and cultivating inclusivity within those organizations as well.
1: Yeah. I think that associations, um, have a unique opportunity to be the role models for the industries they serve and, oh, yeah. to, and to be aspirational of this is what it could be. And if they're not role modeling that behavior, it's hard for the members of the association to think, Oh, well, I'm going to be the one that stepped up. If my own association isn't kind of walking the walk, it's it's kind of giving me cover to not walk the walk myself as a member. So I think it's almost, you know, they should be the true north of what could be in the industry, not just keep the status quo, the status quo.
0: You're absolutely right, Lee. But some of the, sometimes the problem with that is that even our members don't know where we need to be, right. Or where we need to be heading as an association. Sometimes our membership can be so comfortable in how things have always been. And, they can be comfortable in how they benefit benefited from the things that the association has done in in the past, that they are not um, quick for change or quick for how things have to be different in the future. And so I think you're right. We as associations have an opportunity to be the leaders, but it's going to take really bold, strong leadership um, from CEOs and executive teams to even, Say, listen, you know, say to their membership, I know, I know this isn't what you want, but this is going to be what you need um, from our organization in the future. And while you may not see it now, um, you know, we have to make changes for the benefit and the longevity of our association in the future and for the industry we represent or for the profession we represent.
1: Right. And that's called leadership. That's the definition exactly. of leadership
0: <laughs> is to
1: Absolutely. be able to kind of see into the future a little bit, have a vision and yeah. then just, you know, get people to, to buy in and, and move the ball. And I'm not saying that you have to flip a switch and say, this is how future us is going to look like. But exactly. you better be doing pilot programs and you better be, you know, <laughs> at least playing around the edges somewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is a transition, not a light switch. You're right.
1: Yeah. So. Absolutely. So now in your work um, over the years, what has been kind of uh, maybe look back a little bit and and share what has been kind of an impact that you're most proud of that you came into a situation that maybe was struggling and you were able to make a difference? Oh, wow. Um, You don't have to name the association, but just maybe, (laughs) maybe talk about the challenge that they had and how you were able to help them overcome that.
0: Yeah, it was, um, I will say, I had an opportunity in my career to take, make a huge leap from being a manager to a first-time CEO. Um, and it was rewarding for me because when I came to that organization, um, I really can say after three years of working with them, I left them better than I found them. Now, you know, again, as we talk about members not really understanding, you know, where the organizations, where organizations need to be or, or understanding the future of the organizations. I had those challenges with members as well. Right. But, um, I'm a strategist, I'm a visionary and I stayed true to that. And I stayed true to my leadership. And luckily I had a board that supported me and had my back on a lot of the changes we needed to make, to make that organization viable again um and also to attract the younger start attracting a younger demographic their future members um of that organization and so we were able to you know make we tried bold um experiments with our trade show we um you know started to see significant um changes in our membership and in our um membership di- uh demographic uh changes um you know, we started to offer some programming that started to be uh, extremely receptive to, uh, to members. Uh, we changed the financial trajectory of the organization. So, um, you know, for that to be my first CEO, executive director experience, um, you know, I knew that experience as much as I was trying to give all I had to help that organization, they were also helping me at the time because it was a sink or swim type of moment, (laughs) um, in that situation. So it was really sort of a, as I gave to them, they gave back to me in my career.
1: Now, any advice for that, um, association leader right now, and let's talk specifically about attracting younger or maybe a more diverse member base. Like what are some things they can do? Is there anything you can share that's actionable where they can say, you know what, let, let's, take this baby step. What What are some baby steps somebody uh, that's leading an organization can do to attract this younger, more diverse member?
0: Yeah. The first thing I would say is don't assume you know what they want or what they need. I think if there's a younger demographic or a different membership demographic that you're trying to attract, you need to go where they are, learn as much as you can about them, do research um, and find out what they need and what they want from an organization. If they were to join it or if they were to get involved in, it, in an organization um, and then slowly work to build those things or those products or those services or the types of engagement that they're looking for, um, uh, you know, slowly. Uh, don't, I, I would say don't do it rush. And As you, I think we mentioned earlier, like these are the things you want to do focus groups for, right? So bring a few of them together and say, hey, we're trying to launch this program or we're thinking about doing this. Um, what is your feedback for us? Or, you know, what, what would you do differently? Um, I would say do small, you know, nuggets of engagement, um, but definitely um, start working to build your association um, or, or make your association attractive to those people. Because again, those are your future members. Those are the future board members, the future of the profession that you're serving or industry that you're serving. Um, So, yeah, that would be my first uh, monumental piece of advice. Don't assume you know what they want or what they need. Go to where they are, meet them where they are, and do some research on what what it is they need and want um, in an organization, in a membership organization.
1: So now – are you, are you bullish about the association industry and the association profession? Is this something that you're optimistic about? What, like, where do you think they are right now and what's trending ahead?
0: I uh, am extremely optimistic about the association. I always, in the back of my mind, know and understand the power of A, uh, as ASAE has coined. I think associations are extremely powerful, and we haven't even, I don't even think we've tapped into that power yet. Um, or the fullness of the power that we have to change the world. Um, As representatives of our industries and our professions, um, we have power to influence people. And I think um, even when we think about our elected officials and things, policies that are impacting our world and impacting people, associations, I think, have an opportunity to have extremely large leverages Uh, or things to leverage in those conversations and in those discussions um, when those policies are created or or talked about uh, or get made. And so for the future, I think we'll see associations um, really start to lean more into that impact and power, especially as they start to draw in younger demographics of people who are more vocal about what is happening, happening in the world and who want to see, you know, certain things and shifts in in the world, I think associations will, will find an opportunity to really lean into that power um, and utilize it more. So I'm optimistic um, about where associations are going, you know, especially also as we try to get more diverse executive leaders, um, CEOs and executive directors into uh, roles of power. I think we'll see, we'll, continue to see a driving force into um, a positive trajectory for the association management profession.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm optimistic as well. And with people like you out there battling, I think that that's a dream that can come true.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And and I I do too. And I think it's, it's, you know, platforms like this too, Lee, that help us get our voices out and, you know, express what can be done in the, in the possibilities of our future.
1: Now, if somebody wants to connect with you, uh, have a conversation about maybe uh, help in their association, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
0: The fastest and quickest way is to reach me on LinkedIn. You can just search me at Dante P. Shannon. Uh, you can also email me at Dante P. Shannon DPS at gmail.com.
1: Well, Dante, thank you again for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you.
0: Thank you, Lee, for the platform and the opportunity.
1: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Association Leadership Radio.